You're listening to the Seasons Change Podcast. episode of Seasons Change, your weekly geekly dose of everything Jeff W. and I have been consuming throughout the week, whether it's movies, TV shows, comic books, video games. We love all this stuff, and we're going to talk about what we have been going through. I'm your host, Vactor, and I've got the always angry Jeff W. with me. Jeff, how you angry doing? Is such a, angry is such a misrepresentation. It's so angry. That's Pretty from... Cool. A Ryan Reynolds movie that I loved, which I can't remember the name of right now. I loved it so much. You know, it was a Green Lantern. No, 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 no. That was his peak. Everything else was downhill after that. Yeah, yeah. But I do want to tell everyone out there that they can always check us out on Twitter, seasons underscore podcast. You know, I was giving out our personal ones, but then I thought about it. If somebody's listening to this, they don't care yeah. about our personal tweet tweets. No, nah, they want to see one. the pod tweet. So us, check I follow us out. it. So just look at the followers. Yeah, you can find Jeff W on there. It's just our names anyway. Yeah, it's right. Not like it's I'm Power of the Dog four five yeah. six at yeah whatever sixty nine so. sixty nine would be more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, sixty nine. So you can always check us out on Twitter. You can always leave us a voicemail if you want. If you want to give us some direct feedback we will play it on the show at anchor.fm slash seasons change slash message you can do it on the website or on the anchor podcast app either one of those you can leave us a voicemail it's really cool because when i was doing podcasting 10 15 years ago they didn't have anything like that so you had to get people to just send you an audio file email it to you and then you can play it was the, oh yeah this way back in the day um <laughs> oh, yeah. that's still around actually they still have libsyn mm-hmm. accounts um but it's a lot easier if you just on the app anchor makes it super easy for you to actually even make a podcast like we do or if you want to have all these type of different options for podcasting so i like that on the anchor app so check that out also real quick if you guys like the voice that you heard at the beginning of the podcast that is Mr. Schaff, James Schaffman, over from the Geek So To Speak podcast, he was nice enough to do a little voiceover for us, as well as, if you want to get your own voiceover, check out his Fiverr account. I'll leave a little link in the show notes, um, as well as all the things we talk about in this episode. Check out our show notes. You can get a wonderful voiceover from Mr. Schaff himself, newly wed. Shoff. I actually went to his wedding this week in Sedona, and we took a little geek, so to speak, picture because I am also a contributor on that podcast. I talk about comics every week on Geek, so to speak. So check that out. As well as Jeff and I contribute to the video side of Geek, so to speak. So if you head over to YouTube and just search for Geek, so to speak podcast, you can actually find. Uh, sometimes we'll do movie reviews outside of the theater. Sometimes we'll do video game playthroughs with Wonder Rob. We're going through Back for Blood right now, and we did some Halo. We need to get back on that Halo, Jeff, because that's yeah. what I'm playing every day this week. Yeah, Halo's good. Yeah. 
So check out the Geek So To Speak podcast. Those guys are really good. And now back to the show. This week, Jeff and I got a chance to catch up on a comic book series that I have been enjoying. Now, this is going to be split up. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. This is going to be split up into two parts. The Nice House on the Lake is the comic book we're talking about. This is parts one through six, or issues one through six is part one, I should say. And they're taking a six-month break, and then they're going to come back for part two. So this just now finished up, and Jeff mm-hmm. and I wanted to wait until the first six came out um, to do a, a full talk about it. But, Jeff, what did you think about Nice House on the Lake? I guess, actually, because Wonder Rob always requests it, what is the plot of Nice House on the Lake? For people who are not familiar with this book, what is the plot? Oh, man. See, I was prepared <laughs> to do it for The Power of the Dog oh. <laughs> later, which I will do, too. But, yeah, we can talk about um, that. Basically... Um, all these people meet up at a house, uh, randomly on a lake. They kind of wake up, right? I think is what happens. I'm yes. trying to remember because I'm just remembering mm-hmm. the, the latest issue now. But um, they wake up in this house and they're like, and some of them seem to be familiar with each other, right? Like some of them seem to know each other. Other ones are like, I vaguely remember that other people don't know who people are, right? I can do you do you recall that in the first couple issues if they yeah. remember each other at all? Um, yes, does it they sound do. Sound accurate the way yeah. I describe it, right? Like yes, but there's it's some not- that don't know each other at all, right? Sorry trying to think dang I, I actually i don't remember but i i want to say mm. they remembered growing up with that guy remember the yeah. guy who introduces yeah everybody. they're all they're all it's all these friends that are intertwined around this one person walter right yes um who uh is the kind of the central figure between all of them or is the link between all of them but some of them don't know each other um and some do and some of them are hanging out together anyway um they end up in this house it's on this lake and you know they're they're wondering why they're there they can't remember anything and uh they become uh you know i'm trying to think of the uh the way the way to describe it the basically the world ends yes and they are on this lake and they they've figured this out and walter reveals himself to be not human uh clearly yes and he has them there for a particular reason and uh just crazy shit goes down uh they're trying to figure out what's happening and that's the that's the general plot because i would say through the first six issues we still don't i mean we the sixth issue is the most revealing right yes but as far as um, like the backstory through the first three or four uh you are left in the dark pretty much um without really much of a hint you know even towards what they get to later right but i think we should say spoilers we're gonna go over the whole thing so if you don't want to go over the whole thing uh skip obviously but um yeah we are so, we both recommend it i think yeah 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 so, i would highly recommend it yeah. yeah if you are interested this is something that i think both of us really enjoyed um james um tyne in the fourth is a great writer he's been doing a ton of stuff on batman and and dc for years he's been working on uh detective comics and batman and stuff but i've noticed he's really been uh coming out with a lot of good stuff on the mm-hmm. indie side of it, Department of Truth, which is a comic that I really enjoyed. I need to get caught up on that. I only mm-hmm. read uh, the first trade on that. But Department of Truth is basically what if every conspiracy theory is true? And oh, Yeah, I've heard you mention this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think actually you would like that book. Um, it's every, like JFK's assassination, Flat Earth, uh, yeah. reptilian shapeshifters, all these things are real. And... It's like the the power of belief 
the more people believe in it, the more real it is, and then the less people believe in it, like it, it just stops happening. Like it's, it was never true. So there's a whole department to kind of keep this stuff at huh. bay so that it doesn't get out of hand. And oh, so many people believe in flat Earth. The Earth actually becomes flat. Okay, but and this, it's actively this, coming out now. There's like yes. 14 issues. It looks like yes. yeah. Okay. So yeah, that is a good one. And then something is killing the children. So James Tynan the fourth, he's killing it. He's putting out a ton of stuff. Anytime I see his name on a book, uh-huh. I just say, all right, that's gonna be a good one. So he wrote this. Um, Alvaro Martinez was the illustrator, and he also worked on Detective Comics as well. Um, so both of these guys have some Batman background, and Jeff and I are big Batman fans. Um, yep. But I think. Like you said, it's hard to talk about it without spoiling it. So we're going to go full spoilers. We highly recommend it. All right, now let's talk about it, Jeb. Let's let's throw the gloves down. Yeah, put, put so, everything on the table. So the only so they're doing, and you said it was a twelve part series, right? Yes. Six issues each. Side. Correct. The you know this and <clears throat> this is something I need to get back to on uh, that Joker puzzle box series, which I still need to oh, finish. Yeah. Uh, I need to get to it because I think it, it might be done now. I don't know because where we thought it was going to be a short series ended up being like probably over ten issues at right. least. Right? I want to say it's like twelve. Yeah, yeah. Where I was like, yeah, I was like, man, this is six issues in, and there's no way they're wrapping this up in an issue. You know right. what I mean? Or, or satisfying anything? Yep. So um, I'm in the same zone where I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, I wonder. Like, I think they have enough time, obviously. Six issues is a lot, uh, or enough to finish a story, obviously, right? But um, I'm mm-hmm. looking at it, and I'm like, man, they got, like, uh, a bit of a ways to go. Um, but this latest, the, the, you know, I think, the, you know, the last two issues have been the strongest, I think, for me. And yes. I think it's been, um, you know, getting better as I've gone along, you know? Because, like, now they're kind of revealing, like, this this mysterious, like... Uh, black kind of house looking like a mirror house that's black. I don't know how to describe mm-hmm. it. I know black mirror, but you know, <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's kind of like that. And they've they've discovered that somebody's in there, and it's this guy yes. Reggie. Who the only thing in this latest issue? I don't know if you were you a little confused about because he's he's talking about how. So um, I don't even know if we should explain it. But Walter's their friend. He's like an a robot. They established that he's some kind of like robot being that's here to study humans and he's supposed to, they're going to kill everybody and then take the best of the, of humankind basically mm-hmm. is kind of the explanation he gives right. um, without really much else except for those words being said, right? There's nothing that shows that there's nothing yeah. that gives context to that. It's just him saying it. And I don't um, think they're going to explain it. To be yeah. I don't, I don't know if they will. Yeah. I don't think they're going to, I don't, I don't think we're going to get a flashback to like, you know, Green Lantern's planet and they're like, Hey, you know, it's a bunch of aliens, right? Like, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen, but I would right. see, like to see like maybe some more history into that, like just a little bit, even like a peak just so you can know like maybe what their, you know, what their, what their idea of it is. But um, right. anyway, I was a little confused about, cause they're, he, cause he's claiming that Walter's wiping memories and they establish yes. that, right. Mm-hmm. That he will do this thing and it makes you forget. But then, like, he's somehow remembering, but I don't remember, like, I don't know if it's, like, because of the notes he's taking somehow, but then I'm no, like, so, why would he even take notes? Like, did, like I maybe I got lost on, like, maybe yeah. the line somewhere or something? They they said he let him remember certain things. Oh, and that's he, right. Because he was the helping two guys. Him. Yeah. Two guys. Okay, yeah, So yeah, he yeah. was helping him establish this new, like, he, he mm. loved these guys, right? Like, he had a relationship with them, and, and he was like... I want you guys to to help me out because he actually told them what was going to happen. He's like, yeah. they're going to, you know, my guys are going to come down and take out the world. 
they didn't believe him at first, but then he showed them how, how he looked like really, which was all yeah. blurry and alien like. Yeah. And that's the, that's where the exposition happens. Where what yes. I just explained is where he he says that. So that's how it's conveyed on the book, right. is like in this conversation with these yes. two guys. And I remember them hugging in the thing and him saying that, but I didn't. But I, th- I mean, I, th- I thought like afterwards he was saying that you know he was still wiping memories, but that would explain it of why yes. he can he's he's here, um, right? Yeah. So yeah, I I really enjoyed um, the mystery and the storytelling of all right. This is a group of guys or a group of people find out that the world is going to end and they're going to be the last remaining people. But kind of the twist of the last issue, or issue five, right before this one, uh, the one we read recently was mm-hmm. issue six. In issue five, he was, this guy was off the grid, basically. He was out in the woods in this uh-huh. other house, and he was kind of establishing everything. He could yeah. see everybody, and he could see what was going, he could see the transcripts of everything that's being said. Right, yeah. And he's in like, he's, but he, but he's still within range. Like they're, they're, so I guess we should maybe backtrack a little bit of how they found this guy, Reggie. Um, they're, they, you know, so eventually some of them leave this house. Um, yeah, they're trying to get out because they get bored in the, yeah, in the and they're, same and they're place getting over deliveries over. like Amazon yeah. Prime or whatever. He, there's that right. joke in here where they make an Amazon Prime. I forget what it's, it's called, Alien Prime or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. And so they're, they're doing that and they go out and they, you know, eventually discover, hey, there's this house kind of out on the outskirts or out in the woods. We don't really know how big. I think that is one thing is I, I haven't really, maybe I need to go reread it again to, mm-hmm. but there's not really like an established like, like size to me, like clearly like it's a house and it's big enough to have a lake. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I don't know how like, like does it take them hours to get to this place? You know what I mean? Or is it like on the other side of the lake behind some trees? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was my understanding was like, yeah, it's this little forest area and it's just on the other side of the lake or yeah. It's, and they it's call within it the, walking distance. They call it the hexagon, right? Am I thinking yes, the right, is right. That the right, the right phrasing? I can't remember if it's like right. the honeycomb or hexagon or something like yeah. that, but um, they call it that. So I wonder if the, it seems like they're establishing like the size of this thing. Um, and they, yeah, they find this house in the outskirts and they can't see into it. And then, like you said, they, they discover that he's inside of it and he's kind of revealing that's where you get a bunch of the, like, so issue six to me is like the most critical one. I mean, obviously as they go, it'll get more and more, but this one has by far had the most explanation and and everything in here. Um, right. The only thing I didn't get was they had built this up as there's going to be a huge twist. And yeah. you're not going to, like, this huge cliffhanger. And I read it, and I was like, all right, that just seemed like yeah. a regular issue. Yeah. There didn't right. seem to be, unless yeah. th- the cliffhanger is, oh, the the world might not actually be destroyed. It might actually, there might be a chance to save everybody. Yeah. That, I guess that was a twist, but I was kind of right. disappointed Which, by that, because I was expecting some big shocker of something to happen, but... I don't yeah. think anything did specifically. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, you know, I definitely agree with that too. Cause it's like, yeah, when you read this, you're like, okay, this is just me figuring, you know, them giving me more of the, the mystery that they've established. Right. You know, there's not like a, there's, and there's certainly not nothing, you know, cause I, I think I'm pretty critical and I'll like try to break down like a plot, like on a, especially a movie that, especially uh, any medium that claims to be mysterious, you know, I'm trying to read every context clue and figure out what it is before I get to it. Right. Right. It's just my nature or whatever. Yes. I think everybody's nature to a certain mm-hmm. extent, but you know, I try to, to do it too. I'll, you know, get on the Reddit. I'll do everything I can to like try to figure yeah. out what's happening here. And yeah, they don't, there's not really a twist. And then like, 
the even even that even the, the example you bring where they they kind of mention like oh you know maybe this isn't it maybe this isn't over and so reggie has this other information that he hasn't revealed apparently or something you know i'm wondering you know this it's like well i mean that to me that's not a twist right you know what i mean to me that's exactly. not it's it's like to me that's the whole point of the book yeah. <laughs> is to get that so you're not really you're not really turning anything on its head. You're just right. giving me a story that just we don't know the end to. You know, right. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, so if I'm you hadn't told me, else yeah, if you hadn't told me there was a twist or there was a cliffhanger, I wouldn't have wouldn't have thought anything of it. You know, yeah. as, as I'm reading this, 100. percent So yeah. I thought that was kind of strange, but it didn't take away from the book itself. I'm still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. The whole first six issues probably reads nicely together. You know, I was reading this issue by issue, yeah. so there was a kind of a big break in between and I was kind of forgetting what was happening. But mm-hmm. I think all together, one through six is gonna be nice. And then once we get all twelve, it's gonna be even nicer. And yeah. You could probably see this as a TV show, right? Because that that's what I was, exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna say when you're in the middle of talking, the thing that dawned on me, I'm like, this thing seems like a like a mini series on, you know, HBO, Showtime, you know, yeah. Uh, hopefully a good network, you know, not I don't want this on uh, you know, um whatever, ABC. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever check out that um, Joel McHale movie I was telling you about that's kind of similar to the plot of this? Oh, no. I, I remember I was talking about it. I remember watching like 20 minutes of that movie and being like, oh, yeah, this is like weirdly similar, probably more yeah. funny. I think that, that when I, the things we saw or I, I watched of it was like definitely a little more comedy, I think, involved mm-hmm. in it. Yes. Um, whereas this, this does have funny moments. You know, there are jokes and stuff, but there's not... I don't think it's aiming for what is at least in the beginning of that movie, but uh, I, yeah, I right. never fully watched it. Um, but yeah. yeah, that is interesting. That movie's all right. I'm not like a huge, I wasn't blown away by it. Um, it's called happily. I just looked it up and mm-hmm. they market it as a killer romantic comedy, but I didn't find it as uh comedic, like to be, to call it a, a romantic comedy. And I didn't mm-hmm. see a lot of romance in there. It's just, to me, it was yeah. more the mystery of it, of, what is happening here? Like, this is strange. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. So, yeah, I got the same vibes when I was reading Nice House on the Lake. And this was one that um, Dame Lindelof is the first person I saw talking about it. Yeah. And he actually recommended another comic that I was, or that I've been going through. And I don't know if you were, this was in our private Discord. I don't know if you had a chance to to look at that um, that book. Sure. Just I the, remember what it was called. What was the it called? premise of it? Um, I'm trying to look it up myself. Yeah, because well, because he's kind of redeemed himself with Watchmen to me. Oh and, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like any, like I probably would say like I wasn't paying attention to Damon Lindelof's suggestions prior mm-hmm. to Watchmen, but now like them being able to put that together and, and coming up with a legitimate like great sequel, whatever you know. Um, well, actually, that plays into it. That plays mm-hmm. into this comic that I'm still trying to pull up here because the guy who wrote the comic mm-hmm. was a writer on Watchmen, and I think that's oh, okay. why Lindelof is kind of uh, pumping it. Yeah. Um, Better Angels, and basically it's the story of the first female detective, and she's she's saving Abraham Lincoln's life. That's mm-hmm. kind of the time period that it's set in, and um, Lindelof. He's, he posted on his on his Instagram, get this book. Um, it drops today and sh- shake your fist at the heavens. What, why hast thou forsaken me if your local comic mm. shop doesn't okay. have this? Mm-hmm. But um, Jeff Jensen is the writer. And so he, he worked on Watchmen. And then for you and I, a little uh, connection that we have on this one, 
George mm-hmm. Shaw is the artist, okay. and he worked on um, uh, the robot Asian book. Now I'm blanking on the name of it. Oh, Made in Korea. Yes, Made right. in Korea. Yeah. He's okay. the artist on that, and I oh. like his art. Yeah, you can yeah, actually yeah. see it on the cover of the Better Angels book. The protagonist, Kate Warren, um, she, she looks like a character out of Made in Korea. So yeah. I've, I'm like 25% into it, and I'm enjoying it so far. So Lindelof, I think I'm going to you know, continue following his picks because another thing is I don't see a lot of mainstream, like big-time TV or movie guys talking about comics that much. Yeah, that's So anytime true. I see somebody recommending books or talking about books, I'm like, oh, this guy uh, probably knows. He's probably a little bit into the, the comic scene, and he knows what's going on. So I'll check out his recommendations. Yeah. And um, just actually, you mentioned the art. Um, I just want to go back to the uh, to, you know, house on the lake. Um, yes. I still love this art. This whole, that, that's my, that's one of those stronger points to me. I think this whole time, like I like, I like all everything from like the colors to the way everything yeah. looks. Yep. I think the, um, the, uh, the panels, um, cause that's something like, and I mean, I've, I've talked to you about this before, even on like those Batman runs with, with Snyder and them, like, mm-hmm. like there's are those are certain panels in the book that I just like love. Like there's one, there's a panel in the Riddler run that I think looks so good. Like the way Capullo drew it, the color of it, everything looks great. Um, and that's the same with these is there are certain panels in here to me that just look really great. Um, you know, anytime Walter does the like head glitch thing or whatever, yes. like I just really like the way they did that. And then like in the final panels of this, of this issue, when he does it to them again and uh, just the uh, like some of just some of those at the end, I think are, are great, you know, um, just like the orange and yellows and, and, you know, reds that they put in on some of those panels to like, you know, give that morning, like waking up, you know, they just think they do the art on this really well. Um, I'm in, I'm enjoying that a lot as well about the book too. Yeah. That's another thing that I like. And, 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 uh, and it was funny. Um, the, uh, I also like the, the IMs, the aim chat, you know, Oh the, yeah. Uh, that, that are in between, which is just like a throwback for anybody that was on that. I mean, I don't think anybody young now would know, but I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you were also on, on AIM, or at least yes. when I was a kid, it was yep. uh, it was like the way to communicate for like you know probably it's funny but maybe looking back it's like maybe like a you know a bunch or a lot of like my life was that but not really it was probably like a few years of my life uh, before yes. you know cell phones really became a thing yes um, but like you know AIM was like you know the chat and it's just funny to see them have uh, that like chat window that looks very similar to that to me. Um, which I thought was funny, uh, which also gives more context. Um, so I, I do like them doing things like that too. Uh, and they've done that on all the issues. There's like little notes and stuff that they put in on a page and you just read through them and, and it adds context to what's happening. Yeah. I actually was even on um, ICQ chat. Oh, that wow. was like way back in the day. And that was um, in the early days. But yeah, I was on there every day. Like even the, the you know, that was kind of a a revolutionary concept at the time it was like oh yeah. i can talk to my friends and mm. we you know we live together like we're not i see them every day at school but yeah. i can still talk to them outside of the school yeah. so it was icq was a big thing for me in high school yeah yeah for sure but yeah i'm yeah overall i think this thing is worth it like you said i think it'll be i mean i mean obviously they have six more issues to to make this thing you know better uh, and you hope they don't make it bad i guess but um, yeah, this would be something I would buy in like a trade for sure. I could recommend, yeah. you know what I mean? Nice. 
Okay, so that is, and actually that book is coming out on, let's see, March, in March. The volume one is coming out. So if you, if you like the physical stuff, uh, volume one is coming out in March. Okay. But all the issues are out right now, and you can check out The Nice House on the Lake. And are they labeling that volume one, like to yes. imply that there would be more? Um, I believe so. Okay. It just, so, I'm on Amazon right here. It just says collects Nice House on Lake 1 through 6, and then it's Volume 1. Oh, for 1 through 6. Okay, so Volume 2 would be the second. Okay, gotcha. I was yes. thinking Volume 1 would, would encapsulate the whole thing. Okay, never mind. I was thinking oh, we yep. were, they were going to have like more and more after that. Okay. Right. Um, also, just something I wanted to bring up too real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Speaking of pages in this book, um, I saw a thing on here for uh, Tom King's Warshack. Yes. And I was like, they're still doing Watchmen books? Yeah. Um, have you read any of those, or do you know? Have you heard anything about these? So I've been collecting each one as they come out. I think there's twelve total, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm so far behind on other books. I just haven't had a chance to check it out. But as I was telling you, we need to check. I don't out. remember this conversation. I know you. So we brought this up in our notes, and he said he told me, but he did not. Well, no, I'm talking about Tom King. So, so the Batman run that he did. Yeah. That is one that you need to check out. Because when you were talking about Snyder, I uh-huh. was thinking about, man, Jeff needs to read that Tom King run. So yeah, when when I I think when I was first mentioning the Tom King Batman to you, I was like, yeah, and he's also doing Rorschach. He's doing oh. Supergirl. Like he's doing a bunch okay. of other books at the same Maybe time. Maybe you did. Maybe you did. But I, yeah. I haven't talked to you specifically about Rorschach because I haven't read it yet. Yeah. I just wonder if that's, I hope, I don't know. I'm sure they we'll are touching. They are touching on Watchmen an awful lot. You know, even even in my limited, you know, years with comics or whatever, the last 10, 15 years or whatever, you know, that I've been like, you know, casually reading some stuff. Yeah. Like, Watchmen well, not was, as like, much. untouchable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was like, they did not touch this for a long time. And then now there's like, all right, here's a TV show. We're going to make him do the uh, Superman thing where he's involved in the whole thing now. And, you know, here's a, you know, here's a Rorschach series. We're going to do another series. Like, they are... To me, it seems like they're touching on it a lot lately. Um, yeah. Which is well, weird. not as much as they were, because there was that whole before Watchmen prequel yeah. series that came out, mm-hmm. and it was like every character, each book had two characters. So there was Comedian Rorschach, Minutemen, Silk Spectre, Night Owl, Dr. Manhattan, and that was the one that kind of opened up the gates. Oh, and Ozymandias and uh, Crimson Corsair, which was mm-hmm. from the pirate book. That was the one that opened up the floodgates of, oh, now they can actually touch Watchmen after it has been untouchable for so long, and telling a prequel of what was happening with these characters before Watchmen, that kind of seemed strange. So that was kind of hit or miss for me. There was some good stuff, and there was some bad stuff. They had some good writers and artists, Jim Lee and some other ones, but um, overall, I would say... It probably wasn't worth it to, to you know, to, to do actually, those. Yeah, yeah, they should have just left it alone. And 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 that's where you know, without without them touching it, you know, we don't get that TV show, which I thought was amazing. You know, yes. I think most people in general would would give that the thumbs up. I don't know what Alan Moore said, and I don't give a <laughs> shit if he doesn't like it. But um, you know, because I mean, they're all gonna take from your ideas anyway, so you might as well just at least you know, if there's something good, you might as well watch it. But I thought that was like, I mean, you know. And um, it looks like they're putting this, uh, this hardcover is coming out um, on the 14th. Uh, so yeah, when, when is my birthday? The day after my birthday, whatever that is, 10 days from now, we're recording <laughs> this. Um, so yeah, I'll probably yeah, actually I I might check this out because yeah, 
I mean, obviously, it's one of the most interesting characters to me. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anyone like specifically talking about it, but Tom King has a lot of clout behind his name right now. So anything yeah. that he's putting out, people are are kind of buzzing about. But I I haven't heard him specifically talking about Rorschach. But is it is it Warren? Is it, so he has a lot of. But is it is it from Batman? Because I thought people didn't like his Batman. Maybe I just read the wrong stuff. But I thought he, didn't like there was Batman. kind of some controversy. Like some people were like. They didn't like what he was doing with it, uh-huh. but he did that vision book, and he also did uh-huh. um, Mr. Miracle, and those two, like, every, those were both critical. Okay. Like, everybody loved those, so I think it was more off of that, and then once he got on Batman, it raised his name out there, and people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, Tom King, Tom King, Tom King. Okay. Um, but it, it wasn't universally, like, everybody hated it. It was kind of mm. like hit or miss with people. Oh, okay. But I think you will like it. Me, knowing your taste, I think yeah. you will like it. And I want to talk to you about it on the, a future episode, as well as Rorschach. So we can talk about both yeah. of those. Yeah, we'll, I'll move those up the priority list. Yeah, Another episode. But on this episode, Jeff is going to talk a little bit about Back for Blood. You got the chance to finish yeah. it, right? Yeah, so I, I finished. So first off, I only finished the game on like the recruit. When I say finished, I just went through all of the story missions, right? Like I haven't... If there's other stuff like in that versus mode, I haven't done that. Um, I haven't experienced that stuff yet because when we played it, it was trash. Um, and actually, I mean, like you can call this a hate segment, whatever you want to call it. The, uh, but uh, and I actually I wouldn't say I hate Back for Blood. Um, so, you know, we and actually this is a good moment, you know, I guess to plug that series that we're doing with Rob. You know, we're we're doing the series on their Geek So to Speak channel, but. Um, you know, if you go watch that and what we've done, we have gotten stuck on a couple things. And there feels like where you're like, there's things that, you know, make me mad about this game that I just don't, I don't like, you know, not from like, I don't, and I don't care what the reason is. It's just things that I hate doing in this game. Um, and that is uh, the main one right now is that continue system that they have where. Oh, right. Yeah. You, you would think we're playing right. on the lowest difficulty. And that's how, so I wasn't playing with you, but I was playing with another group of friends. And we're doing the on the lowest difficulty. We just want to like play the game, see what it is, right. and then like you know the idea behind it would be okay. Now we know the levels, we know how to operate. Now we can go here and up the difficulty and try to make this harder, you know, and kill things faster, do things, and you know, level up our stuff or whatever. Right. right. But they they do this continue thing that just makes no sense. I mean, you get one continue on recruit, so you get two chances to do the level, and then you have to go back to the lobby. Which yeah. is, you know, the thing for me is loading screens. So now I got to load back into the lobby. I have to, able to watch everybody leave the game in the lobby. Now we got to search for this, do this again. People are going to rebuild their cards. And I guess the point of it is to be able to do that. But like, really, I mean, I, if I want to rebuild my deck, I can just, we can just go back to the lobby. I don't need to like have this weird like continuation thing. But even then, you know, only one continue for like the easiest level, you know, for the right. easiest mode. Yeah, that makes, makes no sense. sense. It makes no sense. It's a thing that me, you, and Rob have run into. It's me, I think me and other friends have run into. I mean, I don't know people that, you know, I'm sure others outside of me, you know, run into that issue too, where I just, I just don't get it, you know? And, um, yeah. and I, it's, it's like, it's almost like more frustrating. There was a point, uh, cause I beat this thing last night where I ran into the game and, uh, you know, or I ran, you know, we, we ran, we ran into it and it's just like, okay, now we're in a really frustrating level and I'm going to describe it here in a minute. Um, and, I'm just like, you know, you're like just 
you're mad and then you're extra mad you're frustrated with it i should say you know because now i have to go through not only do i have to not only did i fail this and i know we're going to fail it more i now have to wait several minutes between attempts you know when right. i don't really need to because i'm not changing the deck or nothing like that or i'm matching up with different teammates and stuff you know uh if you have like an open spot or whatever you know or you have that crappy bot that's running around doing nothing you know yep so uh, the point, of, I guess the thing I was going to try to make is the ramp. So we are at a part, I would say the things that like me, you, Rob, and Ben have done are very easy. These levels are very easy overall, like compared to what this is. But the reason I say that is because, so the structure of it is there's four acts. Uh, the fourth act is only one chapter. So it's just the one ending level that you do. Um, and then the other ones have like several, you know, chapters within the act. The ramp up from the, the so the first you know first act second act and most of the the third act are all you know pretty much on the same level right like you're going to run into frustrating parts but you know with a few attempts you get over it you're done right um and it's not that bad the there is the last two chapters of this game and it's specifically the one prior to the finale the finale is like appropriately difficult i would say it's a little difficult you know especially if you don't know what you're doing you're going to fail it the first time. I don't, I'd be surprised if people pass that on the first time. Um, although it's possible if you're good at shooters. But the the one you're going to fail at is the one prior to it. It is so difficult. Like, the ramp in difficulty is insane. Um, and that's one thing I dread when we get to it, uh, if we do get to it. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be playing that. Because it is, it is so frustrating, and it doesn't tell you... You look up on the, so basically you go into this, like, you just walk through these fields of bodies, basically, and then, like, you just get bombarded with things. Like, the whole idea of it is they give you this, oh, excuse me, special grenade that weakens, you know, even the ogres, the big ogres, you know? It'll weaken them, and you can take them down with, like, people, you know, focus firing on them. Um, but then, like, you get to this level where they have these grenades, and so you have to open these boxes, which take time, and then they're just, like, swarming you heavily. So so really, the, what the point of this is, is that you need to run through the level, right? But they do nothing to establish that at all. So then you have all these people, like, so, like, like me uh, and our my friends last night, we would get these random people in who were trying to run through, and this person has no idea to do that. So, like, you have to fail in order for them to realize our, you know, our technique, or I can type it out in chat or try to say it over the mic, right? But then, you know, like, most of these people don't play with mics. So you're just stuck in this level where only a few people are participating, and then you get one more shot at it, and then it's done, you know? Like, yeah. you don't even get time for somebody to correct it. And it's like, for a game that puts you in that position of, hey, here, we're going to match you up with people, you know, and to not, you know, now it's like, okay, now do I need to get on the mic and talk to this person for 20 minutes? Like, they probably don't even have a mic. Can they hear me? Yeah. Can I type that? You know, I guess I could type it in chat. What if they don't care? They might not even, you know, care or give a shit to follow what I'm saying. So right. that game is super frustrating. And I've even seen, I was looking at stuff last night when I was looking up techniques to beat this thing. It's, you know, the developers had at one point said like, hey, I think we maybe made this too difficult. Yeah, and they did. And it's not that they difficult, they made it, they need to tweak that level. Um, so the end of this game is super frustrating. So you think what we've done so far, a couple of those have been frustrating. If they don't <laughs> change that, it is going to be a nightmare to deal with those later on. In level. So I am not liking that game at the end. Like it sucks because I have a lot of like positive things to say about it, but those things yeah. combined and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's annoying. Yeah. Hopefully the DLC will be good. Um, that's coming out, but 
I do want to check out the end, and we will be playing it on the Geek So To Speak YouTube channel as well. So we'll check that out. But we always look to Jeff for guidance when we're playing because he had played the levels before. Um, but I did want to mention a couple, speaking of Back for Blood, which is on Game Pass, free on Xbox Game Pass. There are two games that I've been checking out because basically what I do, anytime there's new games on Game Pass, which is almost every day, every yeah. week there's new stuff on Game Pass, I look for anything that says action adventure and I just download it. So earlier this week, I had like 50 games to go through. Oh. And I finally got a chance to kind of narrow it down, and, and I'm at 35 right now, currently installed on my PC. So I've been going through a lot of these action-adventure games, and two that stood out to me that I didn't uninstall right away was uh, Archvale and Undungeon. And both of these are action-adventure, role-playing, um, what you would describe as like dungeon crawlers. Um, yeah. heavy, heavy Zelda influence on both of these games. And I like the art style on both of them. Um, Archvale is by Humble Games and Undungeon is by Tiny Build. But I really want to get a little bit further. And there's been a couple games like that on Game Pass that are very like Zelda-esque. And Unsighted was another one that also from Humble Games um, oh. that I was playing. But there's so many games to play right now. It's hard to play these little ones. Like... These are ones that I would play if I had nothing else to play. But the big ones right now taking up our time are Call of Duty, Vanguard, and yep. Halo Infinite, and, and Back for Blood. So trying to fit these other ones in here has been a little challenging, as well as, I didn't tell you this, um, I, uh, I un reinstalled Metal Gear Solid Five because me and you were talking about Metal Gear, and we were talking about Kojima a couple days ago. And it got me in the mood to to get into the Metal Gear story. I oh, know I think we were telling Rob that's what it was. Yeah, we were talking to yeah. Rob about um, Metal Gear, and he had never played any of them before. And that kind of made me want to go back and and play Metal Gear Solid Five because I never did finish that. Um, yeah. So I I reinstalled that. I got Resident Evil Village on sale on Black Friday for like twenty bucks or something. So got that installed. There yeah. was um, I still it? haven't finished. Oh, I was just saying Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. Like Rob not playing Metal Gear, being a video game guy, is oh, crazy yeah. to me. Yeah, that's crazy. That, if that not needs having played to be, one, it's crazy. That needs to be rectified, Rob. So yeah. definitely. Um report back to us. Send us a voicemail, Rob. Yeah. I also still haven't finished Death Loop or Death's Door. So those are ones that I'm still trying to play. And I want to get back into Forza Horizon five because I was really enjoying that. So there's just a ton of stuff. So I might have to put these on the back burner, but I did want to mention them because they're they're fun. Oh, it's Psychonauts two. I still haven't beat that. Right. So yeah. there's a ton of stuff right now, and and it's always like this. You know, every Christmas, every holiday, all the games come out. You've got like a ton of stuff to play, and it kind of sustains you throughout the rest of the year. But you know what else we haven't played, Jeff? We haven't gone back to the Ascent. Remember that? Oh my God! Yeah, that we game was to, all right. Okay, I we should finish that. I yeah, think. I want to keep on going yeah. with that because we were having fun, but all these other things came out at the yeah. same time. So, yeah. Another action adventure title that, hey, Rob, I haven't heard you talk about or play The Ascent on your uh, YouTube channel. So, I want to see some Ascent action from Rob. Mm -hmm. So, those are some, some titles to check out, Jeff. And a TV show to check out was Marvel Studios Assembled. The Making of Shang-Chi. I got a chance to watch that a couple of days ago. 
Really enjoyed it. You get to see the the making of. What's interesting is they made this halfway through COVID, and they had to shut down and then come back. And on top of that, there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff with Simu, Simu Liu and being the first Asian lead in in a Marvel movie. Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Okay. There's a, yep. there's a ton of good stuff there. Um, a lot of action and you see a lot of the stunts that are there's a ton of stunt work on this movie um so i really enjoyed from start to finish the making of shang chi so check that out on disney plus and shout out to jeff's favorite ben kingsley he has a nice little um spot on there maybe my favorite part of that movie like looking back on it or one of my favorite parts i don't think maybe not my favorite because he wasn't in there a lot but one of my favorites Yeah. yeah Um, and then on Netflix, Jeff, you saw The Power of the Dog. Yeah, with ben and, yeah and this was originally, um, yeah, this is going to be one of our, our main discussions. And I think maybe maybe it should be one one day, or I think maybe we'll talk about it a little bit. Or, you know, I, I actually I would like to, like, I'm, so I might not spoil it totally right oh, okay. now, like my original plan was. So maybe yeah. I'll, I'll let you watch it. Because um, the only, I, there's a couple things that are interesting to me in this movie is number one. Um, so the, the, just a real quick general story I'll break down without spoiling, um, Benedict Cumberbatch and, um, the, the fat guy, the guy that got fat on Breaking Bad, Jesse Plemons or whatever, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? I always the guy think that of him as the, Matt, the Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Or the guy from Black Mid had like the Star Trek yes. people. Yeah. That yep. guy. I don't want to call him fat. Great That's episode. Mean. That's me. He just <laughs> got big for that great special, which is okay. Um, he's in it. They're brothers. Um, they become... You know, Benedict Cumberbatch is like more of a of a you know cowboy, cowhand, whatever you want to call him. Um, he's more rough. His brother, who's played by Jesse, is is uh, you know rich and wealthy. Um, they have a mansion and stuff. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is in the movie, which is really she's really good. Um, which is weird to see, and she's getting mm-hmm. older, and it's like it's like oh, you know, she exists still. I totally forgot <laughs> that she exists. I'm sure there's other movies, but just nothing I've seen or been yeah you know, major you know. Uh, you know, movies as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically they're both brothers, um, not Benedict Cumberbatch, but the other guy, um, I'm trying to think of his name in here. It's George. So George is, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch plays Phil. Jesse Plemons plays George. George is rich. He falls in love with Rose, who is played by Kirsten Dunst. And she has a son who is, uh, effeminate, I guess, let's say, right. You know, high pitched voice, not a man's man, you know, and uh yeah and that's cody smith mcphee right yeah yeah and so everything else those three are the main everybody else is kind of side players in this so you are focused on these people in this movie um and basically it's interesting because benedict cumberbatch is a fucking asshole in this movie (laughs) and i'm talking like a real dick like a real like and which is weird because i you know it's like it i think it's a good move but it's like you know the opposite of what he's done Mm -hmm. uh before where he you know he's played like dr strange is kind of a dick but never like, you know, out for evil. Uh, and this guy's just a major dick. And, uh, yeah, he has like, like he tries to consistently embarrass, um, you know, that family, like, you know, cause George and, you know, Rose, the, you know, Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst, they, they get married and then, you know, he doesn't like that. So he's embarrassing her in front of the family, you know, trying to, you know, just making really mean comments, doing all this stuff. And then, uh, I won't go into detail, um, but there's some interesting relationship changes in the movie later. Um, and they're unlike the, the comic we talked earlier, there is a twist, 
uh, in this a little bit. Um, if you're paying attention to context clues, if you're paying attention to dialogue, you're gonna you'll catch on to it, and it's gonna be pretty obvious what happens. But uh, the ending, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm trying to walk around it. Uh, <laughs> you, the ending is very interesting, and they don't say it for you, but they spell it out pretty clearly, like what probably happened here. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting movie. I would say. I would say. I don't know how far up you should. Um, put it on your priority list because it's long too and it's going to be a little bit boring i think for most people because it's pretty dialogue heavy and it's about those characters you know um but there's other stuff that's cool you know they have like they're in montana you know the mountains of montana in the background look great um there's a lot of cool stuff about this movie um but yeah i would, I would say i liked it in general uh okay. it's weird to see benedict cumberbatch be a dick and um you know i think the the twist there is is pretty interesting um i would say maybe you know, I'm interested to see like what other people think of it too, because I would say other people might find it a little bit boring. I would say I did in some parts, where like, like you're gonna fall asleep in the movie at some point, um, but you just need to be abar- uh, awake for key parts, you know. Okay. Um, and we can explain maybe explain that off air. I won't spoil it here, but uh, yeah, it's it's and decent. It's, I, I like it. Yeah, Netflix is promoting it. It's one of the top. It's in the top three for stuff in the yeah. U.S. right now. Yeah, so, and the director hadn't done a movie in like twelve years or something. Oh. Jane Campion or something. I think okay. I saw that. I was looking up stuff about the the stuff before we got on here. But yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting story. Okay, so definitely. Oh, dang! Also directed the piano. That was like a huge deal oh. back in the day. Um, yeah, I think they won an Oscar for that one. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, I'm in, intrigued by the power of the dog just by the cast alone. But now that Jeff recommends it, I think I will um, have to check that out. Unfortunately, I've got a ton of stuff that I'm going through right now, but um, I'll try to add it to my backlog. Yep. For our weekly recommendation this week, we always try to pick out something that we really enjoyed and we think that you will enjoy as well. Uh, pretty much everything we talk about, but I wanted to spotlight real quick Hawkeye episode three specifically and i did get a chance to join wonder rob and the corrections department on geek so to speak and talk about hawkeye in depth we talked about um episodes one through three and on top of that jeff i also did a video review for all of these hawkeye episodes and i I guess i'm still gonna keep on doing them um, until the rest of the series is out, I, I guess I. They just when they ask me to do them, I do them. What but, a great plan! Sounds like a lot of very well planned out things over there. Not a great plan, um, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. So, Hawkeye episode three. The reason why I put this as our weekly recommendation this week is because I think it is the best episode of the show. The action is way better than it was on episodes one and two, and you haven't seen three yet. So, I was yeah. talking to you on our Discord. And I was saying, this is one I think you should check out. It's the, it's the one that I think will maybe win you over on the show in general. Yeah. But the relationship between Kate and Clint is really good. Um, there's some funny stuff. The new character, which they teased at the end of episode two, is Echo. And she's a major character in the comics. She's not as well-known, I think, in the general public. But now she will be because... Not only is she in this, but they've already announced she's getting her own Disney Plus show. So we're going to oh, be seeing okay. a lot more of Echo. And actually, I want to talk to you specifically. So after you watch the um, the mm. episode, 
um, I want to talk to you about Echo because there's some history in the comics that I want to talk to you about. Yeah, but man. overall, really good, enjoyable episode. And there's a teaser in the show for now. I'm, I'm going to spoil this. Yeah, I don't care. There's a teaser. I don't know if you saw this because people were posting screenshots. You see a man's cufflink and he puts his hand on her cheek. Now, if you know the comics, that's oh, Kingpin. Kingpin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. But in particular, it sounds like it's Vincent D'Onofrio. So it has not been confirmed yet, but what, uh -huh. it's leading us. Now, this is going to be a very big letdown if it's not Vincent D'Onofrio, if, if they just cast some other guys. Yeah, Kingpin. this is the guy from the Netflix series. Yes, right? correct. Okay. Also, yeah. give me sugar in water. Oh, he did. Um, that was him. Yes, that was him oh from Men in Black. God. He's his his career, most iconic role. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> if you look at his career, he's he's got a ton of range, like the stuff that he's been in. Anyways, we both loved him in Daredevil. He's a really good actor. I think he's going to be introduced in this, and there's also rumors Charlie Cox is going to be in the Spider-Man No Way Home. So okay. they might be inching back into the. Because that was the biggest hit on Netflix. Out of all the Marvel shows, Daredevil yeah. is the one that everybody talks about. But yeah. the other yeah, ones it, weren't. Yeah, and I was like, it'd be a shame if they... Because I even like that Punisher. Did you watch the Punisher series? Yes. At all? I mean, I like that too. I don't know mm -hmm. what, if you thought about it. I mean, I would like to see them have those guys come in for that. Yeah, it was just... I think that was the biggest disappointment when they did Disney Plus for me in terms of the Marvel stuff was that like, mm -hmm. oh, these things aren't going to be relevant. So I would love to see them, you know, yeah. do something with that. Because I, I liked those series. I liked them both a lot. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get that in the mainstream MCU. But we'll we'll talk yeah. about it once we do. Um, once all those things come out, we will talk about it on Seasons of Change. So that's going to wrap up this episode. We'd like to thank you for listening. Please, always, if you have a chance, share us with your friends and family. Let us let them know that Jeff W is angry. And he, he's talking about TV, movies, comic books, video games, all of those things. You can always leave us a voicemail on the Anchor website, anchor.fm slash seasons change slash message, or on the Anchor app itself. There's just an easy button on there. Let's you record through your phone microphone. And we're on Twitter, seasons underscore podcast. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts if you get a chance, or on another podcast player that has a review feature or section whatever check out our boy Shoff on his fiverr gig if you want some vo work Shoff is a great voiceover artist check him out and we're gonna have some spider-man coming up this month on seasons change i'm going to texas for the last two weeks of this month but we're gonna try to put together as much spider content as we can because i'm a huge spider-man fan it's uh no way home is my most anticipated movie of the year and we got matrix also so we've got a yep. ton of stuff coming up on seasons change so stay tuned but i hear a little crackling in my headphones jeff uh, do you know what that is no what what is it it's the seasons changing michigan sucks And Shoff's here too.